Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast, and we have a Patreon. Uh, the show is always free, but if you want to support us on there, you can. That's at Patreon.com/slash I Love That Movie. Uh, and when you join, you do get a bonus episode every week of my weekly roundup. You know, people ask me a lot what I think about current movies and current shows. That all kind of goes on the Patreon. Uh, and I want to take a moment to thank my top patrons, and they are Chris Balga, uh, Jeff Widman, Philip Barker, Michael Cross. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on. And if you like what you hear today, please subscribe and rate the show. It does help new listeners find us. Uh, well, I have a returning guest today. I have Melissa. Say hi, Melissa. Hello. Hello. Uh, Melissa, if, if this is you know uh, our listeners' first time hearing you on the show, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm Melissa Nicholson, and uh, you can find me on the Nerd United Nations podcast. I co-host and host the show. Um, it's a show that talks about basically anything and everything under the umbrella of nerd, So, <laughs> which is vast. <laughs> but it's basically, you know, your movies, your comic books, uh, TV shows, um, all sorts of stuff uh, we talk about. So, yeah, it's, um, and other than that, um, yeah, I like to do, I do art, uh, I'm a Whovian, which is a Doctor Who fan, and yeah, I think that's really about it. <laughs> awesome. Well, my guest always picks the movie. What, what movie did you choose to talk about today? Uh, my pick is The Polar Express. Yes. So this came out in 2004, which kind of blows my mind. I, I don't think I realized it came out that long ago. <laughs> no, it, it blew my mind, too. I was like, I didn't think it was that, like, sort of, I don't know, can you call it old? Yeah, I mean, it's like 17 years ago, right? That's so crazy. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. So many but, things lately have been turning 20, and it's yes. just... Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> time marches on well um so you know this w when we talk about these these movies i do want to let our audience know that i won't be uh you know there will be spoilers so if you haven't seen polar express yet i do recommend you go watch it and then come back and here's here's a quick synopsis of the film um Tom Hanks and director Robert Zemeckis reunite for Polar Express on an inspiring adventure based on the beloved children's book by Chris von Osberg. Uh, when a doubting young boy takes an extraordinary train ride to the North Pole, he embarks on a journey of self-discovery that shows him that the wonder of life never fades, 
for those who believe. Mm-hmm. And as that said, uh, this is directed by Robert Zemeckis, and the book is by uh, Chris Van Allsburg. Uh, Melissa, tell me, tell me your history with with Polar Express, like with the book, with the movie. Were you familiar before this film, or? Um, I actually didn't know that it was a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it wasn't one that I I knew of or was familiar with. Oh, um, no worries. So. Yeah, it, yeah, I didn't realize it, it was a book until I think after I'd seen the movie. And then um, I think I actually had stumbled upon it at a bookstore and was like, oh, it's also a book. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just kind of neat. And I actually, I don't think I've actually, um, I've, I've seen the book, but I, I haven't actually read the book. I don't think I have either. Yeah. Yeah. But um but like I've seen like the the pictures and everything from the book. Like I've sort of flipped through it, and it it definitely I feel like the film brings that book to life. Like yeah. especially in the imagery and everything like that. Um, I I was sort of late in the game with this movie. Um, I can't exactly remember when I did see it, but um, it definitely wasn't one like when it came out or anything like that. Um, but maybe a little bit after. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely one that I loved from first viewing. Um, it's just, it's such a heartwarming, fun, um, a little bit thought provoking, uh, funny. Um, yeah, it's, it's just an all encompassing film that just has all the right sort of elements to it. I agree. And, yeah. I, I really loved it and I've been watching it, uh, basically every year on Christmas. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think I've seen this before, but I saw it late as well. I think, I don't know, when it came out, I think I was a little too old for, I mean, I I still see kids movies sometimes, but not every one. So I think I missed this one. Uh, But now that I've gone back and seen it, I kind of wish I'd seen it sooner. Um, But this was not my first time viewing it either. I think that I watched it on a digital service. But... um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I agree. It, it is very heartwarming. Um, and you can definitely tell, you know, that, I mean, it's got the Zemeckis, like, feel all over it, and which I love about it. So it's it's a good movie. And, you know, I have, I have a couple of quick facts about it. Uh, the film uh, is actually listed in the 2006 Guinness Book of World Records as the first all-digital capture film where all acted parts were done in digital capture. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, Zemeckis and Spielberg, like, they, they tried a few of these. This one was pretty successful. There are some others, like, Tintin that weren't as successful, or uh, another one is Beowulf, which I also enjoyed. Love all three of these films, but it's like, it, I feel like it, this is the one that audience gravitated towards. It, it took a while for audiences to like this sort of, like, all digital capture stuff, you know? <laughs> they didn't yeah. take to it right away. We're in a different place now. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny that, you know, it's all digital capture, which I think is pretty amazing. And especially yes. from around 2004. Uh-huh. And I feel like it still sort of holds up. I agree. It actually looks really good. Like I was watching it the other night and it, it, it looks really smooth and it, it doesn't look like, yeah, it, it hasn't aged badly at all. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes with, you know, sort of the older animations, you can just tell it's dated 
Yeah, it's like it can be cringy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where it's just, yeah, this was like 90s or something or, you know, yeah. you just know. But this one, I feel like has has aged very well. And and I also do find it funny that from different people, they they have different views of, of the animation itself. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, like some friends of mine, they kind of find it a little bit creepy. I will say older CG had this problem and I don't know how they fixed it and I don't know what it is, but it's where people looked kind of unfocused or yeah. sometimes a little bit cross-eyed <laughs> and, or dazed. Yeah, there is something to that. And I don't know, they they fixed that in between then and now, but I, I could totally see. I think at first when this movie came out, I was like, I was worried it would be creepy. And so I kind of avoided it. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know when you go back and watch it, it's really not. But I I, I know what your friends are saying though. I, I see it a little bit. Yeah, I can I can certainly see that if you're really sort of paying attention to it. Yeah, it, it does look a little bit sort of off. I don't know yeah. about I don't know about creepy, but <laughs> it is a little bit off. But I mean, for me, it it doesn't take away from the film at all. Like I still I agree. absolutely love the film. Yeah. And so, you know, we mentioned earlier that's based on a book. Um, the same author actually wrote Jumanji and Zathura. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I, I'm not that familiar with Zathura, but with Jumanji, I definitely... Like, I remember when the Jumanji movie came out and I was already obsessed with the book. I remember really liking the book because the art was all in pencil drawings. Yeah. And yeah, you could definitely see like the... It's got the same art style as Jumanji, so I could I could mm. see that. Um, also when, when hero girls, you know, some of the characters like don't have names. <laughs> I don't know Which if you noticed that about the movie. It's kind of weird. I didn't actually realize that until very recently where like, yeah, they don't. And I looked it up on, on IMDb and yeah, no, it's hero boy, hero girl, know-it-all kid. <laughs> yeah. It's like they... I guess it's kind of because it's almost like a dream. They like never really introduce themselves. But yeah. when Hero Girl sounds the train whistle, she says she has wanted to do that her whole life, which is actually a line Doc Brown says in Back to the Future Part 3, also directed by Robert Zemeckis. So that was kind of a neat full circle moment. That is neat. But that's that's pretty much all I have. I You know, this it's got a great cast, obviously Tom Hanks, yep. <laughs> who I feel like they didn't really do a lot to change um, how he looks or anything. It, it still kind of looks like Tom Hanks too. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't know a ton about the rest of the cast. What about you? Um, I don't, I actually don't either when I was looking at the listing other than obviously Tom Hanks, but apparently um, and this is something I learned because I was looking up on, on IMDb that um, it took three actors to do to um, basically play the role of Hero Boy. Oh, because was it because he's aging? I think so. It was the yeah, three different actors play the role of Hero Boy. Tom Hanks does the motion capturing and adult voice. And Daryl Sabara does the voice acting, and Josh Hutcherson does additional motion capturing. Interesting. Yeah, That's, it, <clears throat> that fact just kind of really blew my mind. Um, so, like three different people playing that one character. Yeah, uh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> 
And also one little fact I found out was um, when you had mentioned um, Steven Spielberg, it reminded me um, that when sort of closer to the end of the film where um, they're, they're, the elves are, they've got one last sort of naughty child uh-huh. that comes up. And it's oh, a kid from New Jersey who put gum in their sister's hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was actually... And the, the the kid was named Stephen. Uh-huh. Was actually a little like sort of, um, not a jab, but homage to Steven Spielberg, and how Steven Spielberg is. I guess in his childhood, he would terrorize his sisters. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> Steven Spielberg was the kid in New Jersey putting the gum in his sister's hair. Oh no! <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um. Do you want to talk about some of your favorite scenes? Yeah. Um, I really love, um, I sort of like at the beginning where you're sort of setting up the character and how he, he has, you know, like articles about Santa, like the Santa's go on strike and he's got other like, Oh, um, like Santa sightings and things like that. And sort of, you know, setting him up to be sort of that, that healthy skeptic. Yeah. Somebody who, you know, probably believed in Santa at one point, but now kind of doesn't so much believe in Santa. Mm-hmm. And obviously the train trip sort of changes that, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that part. So, you know, you really get a sense of, of who this who this kid is and um, sort of what his um, sort of belief is at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love <laughs> when they're um, they're gonna the, the caribou are across the the rail tracks the you know the the hundred million of them or whatever yeah. that <laughs> it's gonna take hours for them to clear <laughs> out and how the the conductor pulls the the engineer's beard and he's <laughs> like he's talking to them <laughs> I think that's just it, it gets me every time. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I mean, it probably wouldn't be so much fun to have your beard pulled, but it's funny <laughs> in that moment anyway. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I also, um, I really like the hot chocolate scene. Oh, that yeah. whole choreographed segment. I think that's just, it's so much fun. The dishes are flying and you know, as they're serving the hot chocolate, and I really love the the um, it's not really a kettle, but the container that the the hot chocolate's in, and it's like three spouts, yes, and they're like pouring at once, and yeah, so I, I really love that, and especially the end too, where the kids are kind of you know hot chocolate drunk, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like oh yeah, <laughs> you got a little too much sugar, yep, <laughs> sugar high is down now. <laughs> Um, and I, and I do like the, the one, um, the know-it-all kid, how he's, oh, Montezuma, the, the king of the Aztecs had 50 quarts of hot chocolate every day. And it was, um, it was thick as, thick as mud and and red because he would put hot peppers in, in it instead of sugar and (laughs) get it hot chocolate. (laughs) I love that kid. I mean, like, I feel like we all knew a kid like that and. I don't know. I just find all his like cut-ins to be really funny. And um, later in the movie, when he's kind of told by Santa to be a little bit h- more humble, 
I, I like that part. It's kind of like he's developing, you know, like he he's a bit much, but he has a good heart. And I think by the end of the film, he kind of grows a little bit. <laughs> I think Poor so, kid. too. Yeah. yeah, I do love when they, they discover him in the in the the gift bag. Yes. Bag. <laughs> I was making sure that I got all my presents on my list and one of them was just stupid underwear. <laughs> <laughs> we all remember those days where we get a bunch of socks or something from an aunt yeah. or something. Um, yeah. So question for you. Uh, the, the, the guy that's hitching a ride on the train, what is your interpretation of this guy? I think he's, um, he's sort of, he's definitely a guide. Like he's, yeah. he's someone who, who's there to, to, you know, guide you kind of in the right direction and, um, you know, be there at sort of that right moment. Yeah. Um, because he always seems to kind of be there, like, especially when they're the, the one, um, I guess, essentially, I guess the caboose of the, the train gets loose Yeah, and it will take a break. <laughs> You know, and okay, obviously they found the brake and, you know, they put the brakes on and, you know, even just offering kind of, you know, being there for hero boy um, <laughs> when he's on top of the train. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of like, he plays devil's advocate a lot too, because he's always like, I don't, be you don't believe, like, I don't believe and like sort of, he's like that other the bad angel on his shoulder sometimes I feel like too like he kind of has he plays more than one part almost yeah and you know what I realized with this film is that it's very much a Christmas Carol movie yes yeah and I I that like the hobo character he's very much you know Christmas past slash future agreed yeah and like he's also when he like disappears like you're worried that he's gonna get like hit by the uh, tunnel and he like magically disappears and reappears so you're like oh like he's magical as well mm -hmm. which reminds me of the spirits like you said mm -hmm. where it's you know the the hobo he's yeah the christmas past slash feature and then like the conductor is christmas present because very much on time yeah and and then like santa is christmas feature because he ultimately changes hero boy's beliefs right yeah yeah that's a really good way to look at it i totally agree yeah i love that it's on a train too i don't know I, mm. when i first saw this movie you know like when the train is coming into his room and stuff it reminded me of i don't know if you've ever seen the movie um little nemo adventures in slumberland <laughs> i haven't okay. it sounds familiar but i haven't it was based on like a comic that was i guess early 1900s um it was a comic strip but anyway, little Nemo is like a boy that when he goes to bed, he goes to like slumberland and in the movie that it involved like a train. And so this scene like reminds me a lot of that. And plus I just, I did see the parallels between this and back to the future three, like even before I read that um, there's even theories about perhaps the train time travels and things like that, which of course is what happens in back to the future three. Um, and I just like all that stuff. I don't know why. I just, I kind of, I kind of like train movies and there, there is something Christmassy about a train for whatever reason. Very much so. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's very much so like, and it's, yeah, 
it's very i think too it just like especially in the film because obviously it's christmas time and it's winter and it just it's so cozy yeah it fits the aesthetic yeah and i like the way the conductor is like he seems like such an adult you know where like he's so stern and sometimes it kind of catches the kids off guard um he's really strict about the tickets I feel like that's what you feel like when you're a kid that adults have all these weird, strict rules and none of them really make sense to you. (laughs) So I feel like they, but you know, ultimately he's a kind person once they kind of get to know him. Yeah. And I, and I, I can see that for sure. Like there's so much, I think especially at Christmas time, like, you know, when there's so much, you're doing so much more during that month or even just during that close time where you're with family or, you know, you're, you're doing so many things and I'm sure, you know, at some point being a kid, it's just like, uh, what's going on? I know you it's know? very busy. And so, yeah, I could see like, it doesn't, you know, something not making sense if, you know, he's being kind of stern with them and it's sort of like, okay, what really, <laughs> you know, but I, I find it funny that he, you know, he can be so stern with them, but then it's like, well, a legitimate reason why they did what they did. So it's sort of like, Oh, yeah (laughs) they see in retrospect for sure yeah uh what's another scene that you really like um i really like sort of near the i I like with billy actually um because he's he obviously he he comes from you know a poor family Mm -hmm. who you know might not have had very much during his his sort of early life and even now and so, you know, I really love just his sort of growth from yeah. sort of we, who we meet at first to near the end, especially when, you know, um, and the conductor says, you'll count on, you know, bringing you home safe and sound. And, and, you know, he says, yeah, for sure. And also, you know, my friends too and it's just like oh that's just so heartwarming yeah you kind of get the the feeling yeah maybe there's trouble at home or you know he says that every christmas he's disappointed we don't really know exactly what that means other than you know assumptions like maybe his family doesn't have a lot of money or maybe they don't get along or you know i I do like that acknowledgement that not everybody has the perfect picture christmas but the way Mm -hmm. the kids are able to sort of navigate that emotionally with him and be like you know, you should still have hope and you should still have joy. And, you know, maybe this Christmas will be different. Like there's no reason to expect that everything is going to go wrong either. And I think that kind of resonates with me because I do feel like I'm that kind of personality or like one bad thing happens and I'm like, Oh, it's, it's over. <laughs> and these kids are kind of teaching him like there's other things to be grateful for, like his friends, um, and yeah, by the end, it's like he kind of already got his Christmas gift, although he gets one in the end. We see he's the first kid to get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he he grows so much from that, like you said, and the friendships he really treasures at the end. Mm-hmm. And then the, like the one line, you know, the, the, the real gift, um, I think it's something like the real gift is, is friendship. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Because it's so know, true. There's we get so many gifts every year, and like, do you really remember all the gifts you get? <laughs> you know, you really don't. Um, the most important, you know, thing about the holidays, the people that you spend it with. Of course, that that's you know always the most important thing. That you know, it's it's about yeah, who's around you at the time, and and you know, 
the basically like they're, you know you can still see the magic of the season even without you know the physical gifts or anything like that it's you know the people you're around it's you know the memories that you make it's all those kind of things mm-hmm. you know um it's just it's it's all those things that it's so much more than just that and i think like billy sort of realizes that and you know sort of allows himself to realize that yeah this is you know there's more to it than just you know being disappointed over not getting a gift you know yeah i think that's so hard for kids to grasp that concept because like everything around the holidays kind of revolves around them getting a gift. Like, you know, they have to make a list and then they have to be really good. And so it's like the, yeah. the focus sometimes is maybe a little too much on the gifts. And I think it's as you get older, you kind of realize uh, what the true focus should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely for sure. As a kid, like even I remember, like it was always, you know, making your Christmas list, doing this, doing that. And, you know, so much of pressure sort of on that. And, you know, now it's like, well, you know, I, although I never really, I, I kind of made Christmas lists, but then I kind of decided, why am I making a Christmas list? Like, it didn't really matter to me. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I see that. But if I got something for Christmas, then fine. But I don't need to make a list. I felt kind of, I don't know, like a bratty kid making a <laughs> list. <laughs> oh, you're, you, you sound like you're really, uh, a really empathetic child. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I really felt like just some bratty kid, like, demanding things. And I just, no, I didn't like that. Aw. I mean, I mean, some, like, you know, grandparents and things like that, they always sort of asked for for things. And they sort of said, like, ideas, right? Yes. So I was like, okay, yeah, I kind they, of they a need little bit help. better. Yeah, because they don't know what you like. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, okay, a list of ideas or things, but... <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, that, the, the list making kind of stopped pretty quickly. Cause I just, no, it, w- it wasn't my, <laughs> it wasn't my thing. I understand. Well, I wish I could say I was that humble, but I think my list went off for a while. Um, <laughs> I really like the, the, the girl hero too. Sort of the leader really in the movie. She ends up being, does, I think that's even what her ticket says at the end, right? Hmm. Yeah, it's his lead, and he's you know leadership. Um, what is it? Leading leadership, you know, and how he said, "I'll follow you anywhere, ma'am." Like that's you know really cool. She was very yeah. solution oriented the whole movie, you know. Very much, like very much the you know sort of logical, rational thinker. Mm-hmm. Like you know, even when she you know she saves the hot chocolate for Billy. Yeah. She tucks it under her chair and then she gets another one for herself and then she brings it to to Billy. Like she's, you know, very much, you know, looking at this situation and and fixing it where she can sort of thing. Yeah, like at the end, too, when uh, the hero boy loses the bell, the the one proof of Santa Claus that he could hold on to that he was given. um, She's like, well, let's get out and find it. You know, yeah. she kind of redirects a lot of the characters when they start having sort of like negative feelings or thoughts. She kind of tries to redirect it into a more positive place. And ultimately, you know, the kids start to really follow her lead all the time. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really liked I really liked that character and, and all the things that she did. She's very sweet, too. You know, a lot of hugs. Yeah. And the two main characters, I think, because they're, you know, they're probably like nine or ten. So they're getting like 
closer, I guess, to puberty. They have sort of a will they, won't they moment where you almost feel like they're going to kiss or something at the end, but they're kind of <laughs> too little to really be there yet. But I just thought it was cute. Um, yeah. Because they, they meet on this dream plane sort of, I don't know, other realm. They're never going to see each other again, which is a bummer. Yeah. But it's definitely, there's that like, you know, like, especially like hero boy, like near the end, he's, well, well, you know, we'll see ya. <laughs> yeah. It's awkward. He's like, I don't know what to say here, but bye-bye. <laughs> I find it funny, though. Like, they they're, they have that such awkward moment. Yeah. And they've been, like, kind of hanging out with each other the whole entire evening. So you'd think, okay, you'd be kind of cool and fine. But no, it's that, <laughs> okay, well, I'll see ya. I'll see uh, ya around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the elves too. And if you really yeah. pay attention to them, you know, when you see them in the crowd, they're all kind of doing something different. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell there was a lot of attention paid to, to them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like, you, you really see sort of the different personalities of the, of the elves. And, and uh, I like the one that's on the, the Santa's sack and, you know, he's, oh, because it's Christmas, I'll let you slide. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And then the, the one that almost gets, you know, he poked with the, the star that falls. You know, oh, yeah. Goes, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just like, I think too, like how, that's like a, a sort of a cinematic challenge, I think, at the time to animate all those elves are just, there's tons of them. They're just like spilling out of everywhere um, in that scene. Yeah, there's so many, especially like the sort of wider shot of them, like when you yeah. see them sort of square and so, wow, like the, the amount of, you know, animating that had to have gone into that is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, um, were there some other scenes that you really liked that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, I think I pretty well mentioned the the ones that... Actually, one more. I really like... Um, it's at the beginning, and they're going past the, the one store that's all decorated up for Christmas. Oh, and yeah. You see, you know, everybody, they're like, oh, like they're, they're really, you know, all about sort of the magicalness of it and really loving all the decorations and... And Hero Boy, he sees the Santa, and then you see it turn, and his back has like the the gears because he's kind of like a, oh, uh, like animatronic. <laughs> yeah, Santa. that's right. And you know, you see again like his sort of, you know, head shake, like, yeah, he's not, you know, Santa's not real kind of thing. Yeah, you know, he doesn't say anything, but you kind of know what he's what he's thinking. Whereas, you know, everybody else is just like, wow, like this is a really amazing thing mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's that's another one that I, I really like and um yeah I think that's it for for the favorite scenes that, that I really like I think the the last one for me that I really like is whenever the uh that scene that we were kind of mentioning earlier where the caboose is like out of control and it's like going through the town really fast it definitely looks like a ride at Universal and like a lot of this movie kind of feels like that to me like a ride almost do you agree yeah. Definitely, yeah. especially when they're they're you know the like the train goes up the up the hill and they have to like um, I can't remember the the name of it but 
they're going up the really up the hill and then they're going to go down the really steep thing and up and around it's sort of like a roller coaster yeah and it's like fun to watch like even though it's like i'm watching it at home you know my pj's on the couch but like it it was exciting to watch and um it it just reminded me of of being at a theme park and so i really like that scene a lot i think they they did that very effectively and I think it just adds something to the movie where the movie could be super straightforward and just only about believing in Santa, but they're able to like inject these moments that are like just more action and more exciting, which is something I think Robert Zemeckis is like obviously very good at. <laughs> yeah, very much. Like it's it's very much like a, a zero to a hundred thing, like especially at that moment. Yeah. It's really slow. It's sort of it's sort of build you up and then it just gets into it. And I was actually um, I had watched with my mom and she remarked when she was watching it that, you know, this would be really cool to see on in like a big theater screen. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't like seen that. it that way. So I, I agree. To especially like the, the train going down the hill and up and around and like, that would be an experience in itself. Yeah. It feels like it'd be very suited to like IMAX. Yeah. And Which, that, that would be really cool. There's, there's a, train here in texas and in like the grapevine area that goes from like between grapevine and houston and they do a lot of like christmas themes oh, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you guys have stuff like that where you are too we don't actually oh. yeah it, it, and like uh actually john rogers who's been on the podcast several times is frequently santa on these trains <laughs> oh, <cool>. yeah um <laughs> and and yeah you can kind of like ride it and it's just christmas themed i don't know if it's specifically polar express but i think they have done sort of a polar express theme before but i just feel like that would be like a really fun christmas activity so i just again yeah. i keep coming back to the trains i just really like that part of it <laughs> there's yeah there's there's one in um in duluth minnesota um they have a christmas train oh um, that's nice that's i'm not sure the root of it or how far it goes but they they have a christmas train that is all decorated up for christmas and you can ride it and it's something i haven't done um but it, it looks really cool and I've, I've seen the train and it's it's really cool all decorated up and everything and um so yeah that, that's something that they do over there yeah um so it's yeah, probably better up there because you'd at least have snow here it's like a christmas train but like there's no snow <laughs> Because yeah. like I've been I've been down in, in Duluth for Christmas before, or at least around Christmas, and um, yeah, they have the train going, and it's sort of like sort of I think it starts maybe around end of November into then like sort of December up until Christmas I think. Because mm. um, I've been there around my birthday, which is sort of that end of the end of November, and um, oh, I'm born in November too. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so they have the train and then they also have like a whole light display called Bentleyville and oh. which is beautiful. Like you, you, it's down at Canal Park and you, it's a whole path that you can walk through and it's different light displays and like light tunnels and stuff. And it's so beautiful. And then they have, you know, the train going and it's just such a like magical space. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Yeah. But we up here, like where I am, we... We don't really have that, hmm. um, which is kind of sad, I guess. But we do have like um, a citywide um, Christmas light display map that you can follow. It's actually through 
Google Maps. Oh, wow. You can, people will list their addresses, like, who they have, like, decorated. Oh, and interesting. So you can actually, like, plan your route and drive around the city and look at different light displays that people have. Oh, that's fun. I've never heard of that. They've, that's very cool. They've done that for, I think, the last couple years now, actually. It may be a bit longer, but since I've known, it's been since last year. So, it's really cool. Were there other uh, details about the movie that we haven't touched on that you wanted to, to chat about still? Um, yeah, it's very much like I think of, you know, like the golden ticket. It's almost like Willy Wonka-esque. I agree. You know? Yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> Except they're not finding, you know, the golden ticket in the chocolate. They're finding it in their pocket. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I love that whole like looking in your pocket and it's their part yeah. of it. It's That's really fun. Yeah. One thing I noticed, and I, how many years of, of watching this film and I didn't notice before, but I noticed it when I watched it, you know, for podcast homework was <laughs> when Hero Boy, he puts the, the ticket in his pocket um, sort of one last time, it disappears just before oh. it goes to the pocket. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I did not notice that. Wow. <laughs> it's he gets his ticket punched. He goes up on the train. He's walking to sort of his seat. He tucks the ticket in his pocket and you see it fade away. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's such a neat little detail that I, I just noticed. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So it sort of, it, it sort of brings around, you know, the, like how it, it ended up in his pocket. Like, so it was, Obviously, it's a magical ticket. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was really, um, really neat. And I do love that, you know, that each ticket has, you know, it's got a word, but that word has a lesson. Yes. Like believing and leading and learn and, you know, all those different things. And each child kind of gets their own little sort of teaching moment. And I think that's really cool because it it really shows kind of their growth from from who we met at first to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I like it has a good arc for each character because of that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. By the way, apparently this movie is also known as the Polar Express and IMAX 3D experience. So I guess that's what that makes sense why it looked really good on IMAX. <laughs> and probably why there's so much motion and roller coaster type stuff if it was 3D. I don't typically love 3D, but I would definitely give this one a chance. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really one for 3D either unless it's sort of a film that like I think could work in 3D so yeah. that I would likely see it. In, in 3D, like this one would be kind of fun like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I honestly, it wouldn't even have to be in 3D for me to want to see it in the big screen. Yeah, same. That would be just so much fun. Yes, I, I'm 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I think I feel like my local theater has had it there before, like as like a sort of a Christmas. Yeah, it, it seems like it's part of the rotation at a lot of places yeah but we seem to miss it i think i feel like i need to keep an eye on this now and <laughs> take that chance to go see it on the big screen yes I think that would be, it would just add to the experience mm-hmm. i agree well was there anything else uh that we haven't covered yet 
I know it's kind uh, of a short movie, so it's hard to. <laughs> it really is, and it 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 doesn't, you know, it it's well paced. It is well paced. Um, there, you know, you've got your sort of slower moments, but then it really just picks up, and it really has everything going through its its paces. And um, yeah, it's it's a very quick, you know, what is it, an hour, an hour and forty minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's such a, you know, it's, it's so heartwarming. It's so cozy. It's fun. It's funny. It's, you know, it's, it's got all those awesome, you know, movie elements. I agree. And it's, it's also one of those that I only watch like either like on Christmas Eve or, um, or like in December, like around Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's other ones that you could you could watch, you know, anytime really. But that one definitely is one that I just watch, you know, in December because it just has such you know, it it's so Christmassy, you know. And it's so nice to watch when, you know, like there's snowing outside or something and it's just I don't know, it's a cozy film. <laughs> I agree. That that kind of brings me to my last couple of questions for you. You know, number one, I guess you kind of already summed it up a little bit, but one more time, why why do you think you've watched this so many times? Why is it part of your yearly rotation? Because it's it's such a it's it's a really fun, good story. Mm-hmm. The story is told really, really well, and it's got a lot of heart to it, mm-hmm. and it's heartwarming in in the sense of the different characters and their stories, and especially, you know, looking at Billy. Like I think he has the most heartwarming story, mm-hmm. um, where you know, he, he learns and he grows and, you know, it's sort of, his situation is sort of explained to him in a kid viewpoint. So I think he better understands. Yeah. And, you know, he grows from that. And so I, I really love that. And I also love that none of the, the, the characters that you meet aren't sort of thrown off to the side. Like you kind of forget them. Like there's no, everybody gets their, their, their moments. And, um, so I really like that too. And it's just, it's such a, you know, I, I find it such a cozy film. It's so, um, it, it's definitely one that, you know, I like to watch in December, either, you know, sort of late December or, you know, middle of December or even around, you know, close to Christmas. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's never one like, you know, like your Nightmare Before Christmas, which I watch all year round because you can do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. Longer, you know, it's something like that where, you know, you can watch it anytime. It can be middle of July and you can throw on, you know, The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I've done it because it's such a good, you know, film. But this one is definitely my, you know, somewhat mandatory Christmas viewing for me. Like, it's just one of those ones that I have to watch at least every year. And, and it just, for me, it really says Christmas. Yeah. And it, it really brings out sort of that Christmas spirit in me that, you know, cause I, I love Christmas. I really do. I love Halloween, but I kind of like Christmas just that little bit more, I think, cause just the lights and everything and the movies that you watch. And um, yeah, this one, this is definitely like a, a viewing for me. Yeah, um, that I do every year, and I think there's really only two 
that I watch that I have to watch sort of every year, but uh, sort of like specific time is this one, and then the nineteen fifty one Black and White A Christmas Carol okay. with Alice. Like that one, I watch Christmas Eve. Oh, I don't nice. know why, but I watch it Christmas Eve as late as you like. And that's what I do every year. I don't watch it any other time. So this one, the Polar Express is very much that too. Got it. Um, and it's funny because it is a, a Christmas Carol themed film. So it's it just is. <laughs> but You've got a theme but, going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I absolutely adore this film. I've loved it from first viewing and um, I love watching it and look forward to watching it every year. And, and how would you pitch it to someone that hasn't seen it before? Um, if they really like sort of the, a different take on A Christmas Carol. Yeah. I, I um, love that you pointed that out. I really truly did not notice that until you said it. So I love that. It was something I, I sort of thought of. And then it was funny because I was thinking about it and I actually had read it on imdb that it is a christmas carol movie i'm like it is like for children yeah very cool yeah where it's it's not your traditional told story but it's it's sort of done in a different way where you have sort of the elements of it mm-hmm. you have these different characters and things and um but it's sort of structured in a different way so i would pitch it to somebody in the sense of like if they like that um they would probably really enjoy this film and then just a film that's you know sort of I mean it, it is a Christmas film but it's also sort of a, a little bit of a non-traditional Christmas film uh-huh yeah for sure um so if they if they like you know a different take on a Christmas Carol and sort of your non-traditional Christmas film they would thousand percent I think get into it a lot yeah very good I, I like that explanation I agree um you know I didn't see this when it came out and I kind of regretted it and I've enjoyed it every time I watched it I think it's a good classic a newer classic, um, a different from the, the traditional ones. Always love A Christmas Carol. Absolutely love that story. But I, I love this too. And um, it's one that you can watch with the whole family. And it's so positive and uplifting. Just just a good time. Um, Absolutely. Melissa, well, where, where can people find you? Oh, they can find me. Well, as I mentioned at the start, um, I'm a co-host host of the Nerd United Nations podcast with my best friend, Jared Boots. Um, we talk about anything and everything under the umbrella of nerd. So that's your comic books, your movies, your TV shows, all that stuff. Um, you can find it on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, and for me personally on social media, you can find me on Instagram at MissMelissaN25. And I also have another Instagram page that's strictly for all the art that I do. And it's called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer. And it's all one word, nothing fancy. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. This has been really fun to chat about this film and hope to have you back soon. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you for inviting me. Um, this is I've, I've been looking forward to this because I definitely love this movie. And I you know, was really looking forward to chatting about it. Great. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> 